there's loads in this one. New you, new me. I've got all sorts to ask you. Wicked, wicked, jugglers massive. That's my intro. Yeah? It's a good intro. Welcome to the Try Me Tapes, an audio journal of an amateur athlete. I'm Matt. And I'm Abby. And we're here to discuss Abby's athletic adventures. Try Me Tape 6. Try Me Tape 6. Try Me Tape 6. We're going to be uh, introducing New Year, New Me. I want to go straight for... Oh, he's found something. Yeah. He's going to ridicule me. Rip me apart. (laughs) Visually, I look no fatter than I did at the beginning of my training. (laughs) (laughs) New Year, New Me. And we're on to uh, analysing the body. So, visually, you didn't look any fatter. I think what happened is, obviously, Christmas, and the intensity of my training had picked up. So I had tried to put more energy into my body via... Okay, I see where you were trying to fuel the machine. Yeah. Right. Um, and maybe not eating the right things, just because there's quite a big focus on sort of upping your energy intake if your energy expenditure is higher and you need to fuel the fuel the body basically so I had never experienced endurance training so I was a little bit unsure of what sources to go for but I thought that because my training felt very intense that I could kind of eat what I want right but uh wasn't the case so the cliche of new year new me uh this blog is about your diet and your nutrition then? Uh, Elizabeth, I think I was I think I was shocked because um it had reversed sort of what I was normally used to with gym training of having a little bit more muscle and a little bit less fat. Right. Um and then with endurance training and obviously not having that resistance training, then my muscle retention had dropped off because I probably wasn't eating uh, enough protein you know, fueling by eating carbohydrates, but maybe maybe not the right carbohydrates. Right. So more processed foods that are just kind of turning sugary. So when you got on the in-body scales, that was what the, the shock was. That's So in-body is a, a scanner that uses electronic signals that then track through the body and can distribute your body composition into muscle mass, body fat, and basically water. Yeah. Yeah. I've been tracking monthly um, for about two years, maybe yeah. even a bit longer since we had the scanner. And so, yeah, it was quite a big a big change when I'd been putting in the work and it was really disheartening because I think I like... As Did a, you expect as a, to be less body fat? Did you expect to be yeah. thinner yeah. because you were training pretty much seven days a week and long endurance sessions of at least an hour ago, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't look at, I didn't feel like I looked any different, yeah. um, which you probably wouldn't with a small percentage of, of change. Right. Um, but I was just a little bit annoyed because, well, when I was going to the gym, like that's kind of a big factor for, it was a big factor for me to like look better. Yeah which means that I wanted a little bit more muscle so I could have a little bit more, like, definition mm. um, and less body fat because it's kind of, like... It's expected, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of drop the body fat, look better. Yeah. 
I think it was at this point where I had to think about what the goal was um, because I'd spoken to Jimmy about it and said, like, is that normal? Like, yeah. um, should I be worried or am I doing something wrong? And he just said that, to be honest, with the type of training that I'm focusing on now, um, which I was doing, that it was likely that I would lose muscle. Right, because if you look at an endurance athlete compared to a strength athlete, like yeah, they don't look like the rock. No, they have got less muscle. Like it's all compact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a different got, like density makeup. Yeah, I guess is the, probably the best way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. So that leads on to how you were tracking your progress then, and you talk about using the training stress score. That was that's a training peaks number. Uh, yes, yeah, a number with the app. It registers all of your training and then it tells you um, how fit you are, so like the progression of your performances. And then it has a scale of how fatigued you are mm-hmm. based on like the length and your heart rate and the duration of your training. Right. Um, so then it kind of gives you an overall score of. Did it take your sleep into account as well through the watch? Uh, not through that app. No. But that's obviously something to consider. Yeah is sleep yeah big part of recovery which my sleep wasn't very good at this point because just a difference to stimulus of training being endurance based i kind of was maybe a bit overtired overtrained yeah a little bit so one of the outcomes of these like results and your stress level your tss was that you were going to food track again yeah do you still food track now no I don't now because I actually did I did it for quite a long period towards the end of the triathlon training and in the transition to what I'm doing now. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was a bit more focused on what I needed nutrition wise right. and hitting all those macros and micros. I had a good knowledge of what sorts of foods to go for. Yeah. Um, but at the this period of time as well, in um, post Christmas, <laughs> no, I'm talking about right now. Right. right. So um, during the lockdown of like COVID, yeah, um, there's obviously lots of different stresses, and I was making food one of them, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't want to be fixated on my calorie count. Right. So I removed that stress. That's why you're not tracking now. No, I just removed the um, temptations. Right. So with the food tracking that you started in January, New Year, New Me, food tracking, I imagine millions of people will start that in January. What outcomes did you find over the next few weeks or months of tracking your food? Did you notice that you weren't getting enough protein or was there like something deficient or were you eating too much sugar maybe? Way too much, uh, way too much sugar, crap sugar as well, like cookies. It was just, it's like... You know, when you're tired and you resort to the same comfort food, it was like that. And I was just doing it way too often. Yeah, pretty, pretty much that. Probably not not eating at the right time. Um, I think with my job, it was quite difficult to fuel and, and replenish at the right times because you kind of have to train when everybody else is not. Yeah, so what were your hours and how was that affecting your nutrition, your diet? Well, I'd have like early shifts or late shifts. So it'd be early would be at the gym from six till uh, 11. So then I'd probably train after that, mm-hmm. um, which would probably be on very limited sleep. And then 
you've um, eaten before work? Yeah. Okay. So really early, like five. Five in the morning. Um, which would be like a bowl of porridge. And then what do you eat before you train after work at 11? Uh, lunch. You'd have it before you train? After. After? Yeah. Lunch? Um, but my training session could be like up to two hours because I would have, I would have strength and bike. So pretty much porridge and a snack. Yeah. All the way through till one. Yeah. And then, yeah, for lunch, maybe something like eggs or something like that. Yeah. So I wasn't eating poorly, um, maybe not enough of the right thing. And then just because it was quick to get food, like quick snacks of like sugary stuff, eating that. And then maybe panicking a little bit before I got to the gym because I would be then going back for four o'clock or five o'clock um, and then not getting home until half past nine. I didn't really want my dinner then. So panicking a little bit before then just thinking like I've got, something so maybe forcing something or then leaving it way too long coming home and then just being ravenous and just wanting the easiest first thing there yeah but there's not really a a lot I mean you can you've definitely changed your diet now and you're a lot more open to sort of different carbs and things to give you that energy for longer but when you get back in the gym you're gonna have to tackle that again and think think a little bit more pragmatically yeah and and planning just cooking something and just putting it in a pot so it's easy to go yeah but i don't think i eat that differently now i think i'm a little bit more lenient with like the processed foods that i allow myself to have Mm -hmm. that are not going to be detrimental to my performance Mm. so for example i love bagels Mm. and i will eat them every day yeah and that would be (laughs) every day every day um but then i'd be aware that that's my crappy carb Right. Um, so then in the morning I'll have porridge, so that's good oats yeah. with almond milk. And then in the evening I'll have good carbs, so I'll have like rice or sweet potato. Uh, sweet potato. Yeah. And then I like I might have like something carby, snacky-wise and like between that time as well, Yeah, which would be like crumpets or something. So that tracking was just an accountability thing. It didn't really reveal any horrifying... No, I think I was eating quite a lot of carbs. Right. Yeah. And interestingly, at the end of this blog, you tell me you decided to increase your strength training. Yeah. Why? Because I was fat. <laughs> New Year knew me. She put herself on a food tracking app. Uh, she looked at her fatigue levels and then she decided she was fat. So she was going to do more strength training. It just sounds like a lot me. of people's New Year's resolutions. So I based my experience a little bit on other people who have maybe pursued a similar sort of what I was going for. Right. So I didn't want to turn out to be like a skinny endurance athlete because I didn't want to be the best triathlete in the world. Right. So at this point I was thinking, what do I really want? I want to maintain my strength and I want to be, I want to be okay at a triathlon at the end of it. And someone like, you know, Ross Edgeley, he is a, an amazing endurance athlete and he is tank like he is massive so why can't I do both okay um so I understand Jimmy's process absolutely that I was trying to focus on one thing and I don't want to stress myself out by putting more stress on my body Mm. unnecessarily when I'm trying to develop a certain skill but this was important to me so I took it upon myself to just increase my weight training yeah for me it was like an interesting process because from the outside it could look like again one of these things where you could know better and I know that's not your mindset you could know better so you're going to do it and it could have backfired and resulted in more injury 
but actually you justified why you wanted to do it because you introspectively looked at why you were doing the triathlon training in the first place yeah. and it was because you wanted to achieve something and you wanted to try something try me and strength training you enjoyed and I it gave it was, you the results you wanted yeah. so so you did it i think it's an important midpoint to my reflection of it of to draw it back and think of why i was doing it and yeah. what i actually wanted from it and um, because i think it would have been easy for me to get a bit lost in the process and try and attain something that I wasn't really looking to get. Yeah, that um, wasn't you. Yeah, I could have asked for numbers. Like I could have asked for, I could have looked online and, mm. and seen times to try and aim for. And there certainly was a point where I was a little bit more into that and it made me horrible. Yeah. Like I was quite negative about my abilities in that moment when I had no clue on what I was comparing myself to anyway. So right. I didn't want to go down that path because it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't, wasn't no, the focus. It defeats the whole purpose yeah. of what you said in tape one about changing your attitudes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was more of what, what did I want? It's not like I was a novice. I, I'm a qualified personal trainer, so I knew how my strength training would affect me. Um, so I didn't, it wasn't like I was loading the bar massively. It was just that I was including a little bit more compound moves in my strength training. I didn't really add any, might have added one session a week yeah. if I was adding more. But otherwise, I was just inputting a little bit more into the training that I was given for Jimmy. Strong start to the new year. Yeah. Coming in full swing. Stepping up the game, an overview of basically an increase in the intensity of my training by increasing distances um, and time of training as well. Still taking a break from running at this point, but I would have been doing 30 kilometres on the bike um, every session and 2k swim every, every session. session. Yeah. I really like this bit get out of my head seems to be the phrase i choose to scream at myself when trying to maintain an average of 171 to 189 wattage on the bike erg at level four for six minutes at level four for six minutes multiple times mm-hmm. um yeah i would have had a few paddies during this stage i can actually remember remember these quite do you want to share a paddy with us what a paddy was well, so, what, if, what, what so let's say the session was this wattage for six minutes so you're pedaling pretty hard but it's controlled so it's actually more difficult to not push as hard and maintain it because you want to try and keep it in like in in the realm of the, the wattage right sort of bar putting more effort in makes it easier to ride yeah so it's for a long duration and then i would have had a, had a break eased off and then had to try and hit that same marker again right and that would have probably been main like four to six to eight times that i had to do that okay so trying to get out of my head the pain that i felt during the first or second round and yep. thinking i've got to do this like I think I had to do it 11 times once. It wasn't six minutes, but it was like four minutes. And it was usually I was trying to maintain that wattage. It was like a mental boxing match. It wasn't about the physicality. Like It was just unreal. And like this part of here, like the main part of my training, I would have been doing it wrong. So I say wrong, but it 
was wrong. Um, so, all oh, right. So this at this stage of training, you are using levels on the bike, yeah, and not heart rate levels, which you were supposed to use. Uh, so the levels on the bike would have been associated with how hard you would have found it, which you would have then associated with your, your heart, heart rate. rate. Right. So if my heart rate was in zone four, it would have been fairly high but i'd have to try and maintain that heart rate during the session yeah but if i'm pushing too hard on the bike it means my heart rate's going to be well above zone four and i'm trying to keep it in a zone that's through the roof mm. which i did like <laughs> and it probably resulted to me feeling like crap a little bit because yeah. it's not great for you to train that way for such a long period of time but in the end, my zones matched up with me doing it wrong anyway. So, yeah, win-win. <laughs> Everyone wins. So, how often do you think these paddies were, were these becoming an excuse? No, but um, do you remember I said that when I thought of a bike session, like I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was it was the fact that I couldn't finish it. Yep. That I didn't want to start it yeah um but i had experienced a couple of sessions where i actually got off the bike and stopped and just been like i can't do it i literally this is like killing me it hurts and then like as your fitness grows your recovery time gets quicker yeah so then i'd stop the heavy breathing and just think i'm good to go again i'm good to go like let's get back on this it's so temporary this pain like you just get back on it and just do it and finish it and you get like such a sense of achievement doing that and if I can make that period shorter of me like stopping and getting and trying again, um, that was progress for me. Yeah. And no one ever teaches you that, that having the paddy, feeling better, getting back on it is, is like a gradual process. Like that's almost your recovery time allowed you to get back on the bike mm. and you have to get off the bike to learn that. And they don't, no one ever talks about that when they talk about athletic development. They don't talk about the points where you push and to the point you can't complete it. But then when you stop for a second, have a little word with yourself and get back in because you've calmed your heart rate down, that's that's another bit of progression because that time off the kit, back on, gets shorter and shorter until you don't have to get off. Yeah, I mean, how many athletes would have experienced that? And especially with like, if they're close to their coaches, you know, they're going to have an argument, they're going to disagree with something or the mm. athletes going to feel like they've been pushed too far they're going to lash out and then after that kind of explosive emotional outburst they're going to say are you done like yeah. are you good to go and then they'll be like yep i'm good to go yeah and it's all kind of past it's out of the way and you can carry on and like get a better headspace and but just did go. You, knowing you the way i know you did you beat yourself up for having those emotional lash outs at the start yeah so you thought that was failure by being frustrated at the process. Yeah. And letting myself get in my head. But actually you had to do that to get out of your head. Yeah. And I think that translates with a lot of things, which is one of the biggest learning processes I think I've had through the whole experience of, yeah. of not dwelling on something or not dragging something out. Right. So like it might be uh, an argument with you or like with somebody um, and then kind of having that period of like awkwardness or like silence to see who's going to break first or yeah. yeah, or like the guilt where you're just a bit like quiet in the corner. It's like you need to then accept it, like bring it up 
talk about it or like completely sweep it under the carpet, like move on from it yeah. because you're just wasting time. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a good lesson learned. So what else was going on at this time? You were on your bike a bit more, turbo training. So you were out on your bike on the road occasionally. You were using the bike erg at the gym to replace your running. And then you were using the turbo trainer at home when the weather wasn't suitable to ride. Yeah. So the turbo trainer had um, one of the um, Wahoo elements for Christmas, which was a very nice present for you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, This recorded your speed and the cadence um, so that I could track basically some training intervals rather than just trying to do it off of how I felt, Um, which is fine. Like You can do that, but it's... um, I don't think I can maintain such intensity with how I feel, either going way too hard or like not I'm backing off and just being not at the not the place that I need to be at, mm. like heart rate wise. Yeah, I think I was getting a little bit more confident on the bike, definitely um, feeling a little bit more, uh, feeling fitter and more powerful, which gave me the confidence to be out on the road mm. as well. This was probably um, a good mark time that I thought I was progressing quite well, especially in like swimming. I could like put together all of the techniques that I was being taught and asked to do in the pool yeah. and pull it together with the freestyle of just swimming like normally, yep. using those techniques, which was quite nice. Like I think sometimes when, you, when you're when you doing something stupid, especially feeling like in a public pool when everyone's looking at you. Yeah, you're not you're just like, going oh, up and down, you're you, doing some you, weird you, side strokes yeah. and drowning. You've got, you got to trust the process, haven't you? And so it's, someone knows what they're doing. He's broken up all the skills yeah. to make you better. And yeah, just got to get it done. That. Sounds pretty good. You know, given the, the blog before New Year, New Me, you were quite critical of your your body of your training of your diet seven eight days later you're happy with what you're doing on the bike and in the pool absolutely winning at triathlon training yeah 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 tape six end end thank you for listening to the try me tapes don't forget to subscribe to hear the rest of the tapes If you'd like to give a review, please head to podchaser.com or to share your athletic adventure, join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trymesport. This is why we don't have to do so many takes because it's just going to keep getting, it's going to get more and more. It's going to get weirder and weirder, isn't it? You can just pull something out of that. Yeah. Yeah.